If you've heard about know, like, trust, and wonder how the heck does it apply actually to business besides, they need to know you. They need to like you. They need to trust you. This is the episode for you because we are breaking down know, like, trust from a sales psychology lens so that you can utilize it inside of your content with your buyer types so that you can make more money. So let's go. So no, I will not be breaking this down like they know you, they like you, they trust you. I feel like it's very surface level advice and that's something I got in the beginning of my business and I was like, okay, like what do I do? What do I post? How do I use this? So something to consider is we have the four buyer types, which we talk about all the time. We have driver buyers who love results. We have analytical buyers who love details. We have emotional buyers who everybody buys from emotion, but these people buy especially from emotion and we have connectors who very much relate to the FOMO, the bandwagon, and the relationship. And inside of this, they have their own pieces of know, like, and trust because they have their own reasons why they buy from someone. You also have the five stages of buying, which are really important, which is problem awareness. They're aware of the problem that they're having. It is agitation, which allows them to understand and create urgency. What happens if they don't solve this problem? What happens if they do solve this problem? Which then moves them into solution awareness. So we have what they think is the solution that could be a perceived solution versus from your expertise what actually is a solution. You have product awareness, so what service or offer and evaluation of alternatives inside of product awareness could be someone comparing one service provider to another one, a mastermind to a one-on-one, like lots of opportunity there, and then you awareness. Traditionally, no like trust has always been around you and how you're unique and you're one of a kind and all of those things, but there's actually a science and psychology behind it. And within each buyer type, there is a reason why and how you can utilize it. And so instead of giving you basic ass information, if we're being honest, sorry if your kids are in the car, I want to break this down in a way that makes sense for you when it comes to content creation. Because once I figured out that I can make a problem aware post that's targeting a driver buyer, content creation became less of this chore and it actually became something where it's really easy. You know, the goal is to work a quarter of time and be ahead. So essentially coming in, being able to create 90 days worth of content, batch it, put it up, you go on and work on the next 90 days, like making your business really fluid. So I want to break down no like trust and then I want to go deeper so that you have the scaffolding for it. If you don't know what scaffolding is, it's just taking existing information, attaching to it before we provide new information or you can be providing new information so that it's really implementable and tangible. This is actually educational design theory that I got really lucky that I learned from my mom. So no is actually availability and awareness. Awareness is how clearly they can tell that you can help them and that they can do what they want. And with this, this is getting into aspirational or results or plans depending on the buyer type, which we're gonna go back through and talk about the buyer types as well, where availability is how front of mind you are when the problem arises if they're not problem aware. Availability is not as logical as we think it is and availability does rest on the next piece because of how our brains make neural connections with people. Something to consider though is that people follow for two reasons. Either you are the lead or they are the lead, meaning they have a service they wanna sell you or you have a solution to the problem and they want it, they just may not come out and say it right away. When you're looking to increase the awareness and the availability, 
This is going to be looking at visibility, which I talked about the podcast that I did. That is a really big no factor and that's how you increase it. The like factor is not about how much they like you. It is about how much can I see myself in you? What do we have in common? How much do you relate to me in my unique situation and problems? Because everybody thinks their problems are unique. And can I see myself in your brand stories or relate to it and feel that emotion? Likeability is based on personal relationship and shared connections. And it's actually built on the what is good is beautiful. So likeability as a neurobiologic or if you want to think about it as just sales psych is you have something in common with someone else and you are more likely to like them and using something like the mere exposure effect the more you're exposed to something person stimuli music the more you could increase a likeness to it now what is good is what is beautiful is this neurological effect that if you find one good trait in someone you can find more and can be oppositely used if you find one bad trait find more with that shared connection is based on like but when it comes to the different buyer types share connection is not just you sharing about your dog your husband or those types of things it has to be related towards the goals that they're having and what they want which leads into trust trust has two forms when we think about trust it's can i trust them to get results can i trust them to help me can i trust them to feel safe and that comes a lot with creating a high trust relationship high trust relationships can be one-sided when we see these parasocial relationships like we have on social media i don't see everybody who listens to the podcast but i have a relationship with all of you just by creating podcasts like this and in a high trust relationship you can say the wrong thing and people will still get your meaning so having a high trust relationship means you don't have to say the perfect things to them where a low trust relationship can be very measured even and precise and they'll misinterpretate you that was stephen mr covey which is actually stephen covey's son who wrote the seven habits of highly effective people he has a book called the speed of trust which talks more about trust and trust relationships not just in sales So when we're thinking about trust and we're thinking about how do we start creating this relationship, there is an opportunity for shared connection, vulnerability, and just how you are and how you present yourself. Giving that simple explanation, I want to go back to the top of my doc and kind of break this down based on buyer type, and then we're going to go based on stage. Again, the four buyer types, drivers, analyticals, emotionals, connectives. Driver buyers always want results. I am a driver buyer. If you experience me in person, you're like, "Mm, she's a driver buyer. So knowing with the awareness is going to be the results that they are craving is the person doing it and is their clients creating those same results. Because just us being able to teach from experience is really good, but at some point, your clients are going to create experience. Now, the largest argument that I have seen is that as service providers, I don't have to create results to help clients. And I'd actually argue that that's false. As a service provider, if you have no clients, your goal is to get yourself the results so you can replicate it in your clients. And that is something that's gonna be really big. And the trust factor is whether or not you're getting results for you and your clients. With that availability and awareness, again, thinking about problem awareness, your driver buyer just wants it called out. (laughs) Hey, you suck at sales. You may not say that to them, but that is how direct they are. Hey, you have a marketing problem. Hey, this is. Because the interesting thing is, is that they are quick to buy and they want to know how someone can get me from point A to point B. 
a driver buyer is not focused as much on this personal relationship in all honesty they don't want to be called love babe honey sweetheart those types of things their likability is can i see myself getting the same results and do i actually like this person in a three second you know gut check they're quick to dismiss whether you are qualified you have the credentials and those types of things and they're also kind of a strong personality you have two strong personalities you put them in a room they're gonna headbutt when it comes to trust specifically with your driver buyers trust me to get results when they are buying they say do i trust this person to get results and to maintain this relationship because i'm going to be quick to move i could be high demand and with that there could be an opportunity for disappointment. And when it comes to trust and disappointment, people don't want to disappoint other people. From a coach side, you don't want to disappoint someone who's wanting to get results, but somebody who puts a lot of value in their efforts and results doesn't want to disappoint their coach when they're not a golden child. Thinking about the five stages of buying, if we want to think in driver buyer, knowing that the problem that they have is why they're not getting the results, agitation around why they need to change this or what they're thinking is or where they're getting stuck in their ego, solution aware around what results could look like, how you've done it, how your clients have done it, product aware, how does this product get them from point A to point Z, and then you aware talking a lot about your own results and showcasing your results. Let's talk about our analytical buyers or my favorite people in the world because my dad is one these people are very detail orientated and get stuck in the decision making and not like actually taking action so deciding is this better or this a story i love to tell is during the pandemic my dad got stuck on this like laser pointer which plot twist it didn't actually work but he knew all the details of the sales page and a family said either you buy it or i buy it so i have to stop hearing about this thing Knowing with an analytical buyer is being able to lay out how this plan works in the end goal of their results. Results are not left on analytical buyers. They still have an end result in mind, but they are someone who thinks through the B through the Y, not just the A to Z, but the B through the Y. And so with this awareness of how you understand how they're detail orientated, awareness of how other people have done this and availability that you're not just gonna throw them to the wayside when they have 50 million questions and they wanna tell you about how you can make a dash longer I forget what it's actually called oh it's called an m dash and how that m dash is more important than a regular dash they follow you because they see the value in you but where they get hung up on is urgency and that agitation piece again they don't like you just to like you they like you because of how safe and consistent you feel consistency is huge and when we think about the bias of consistency and commitment people are naturally going to avoid people who aren't committed so people who have this really big push and then have to leave the space and are constantly in and out and consistency is having a plan and sticking to the plan and part of that is the social contract of sticking to your word and creating things that you don't want now if you're a neurological individual you may struggle with that or neurodivergent neurological we're all neurological but neurodivergent you may struggle with consistency i know with my adhd that i struggle with consistency as well Scale back your consistency, make it less, and when you can do more, do more. But again, their likability is going to relate into the trust because they want to see that you're going to follow through on the plan because planning is really big with them. When it comes to trust, 
it's more of like my analytical people, they want that consistency commitment with the trust. And so they want to feel safe in the investment and mitigating risk is going to be really big with them. So talking about how they can create an ROI, what does the ROI look like on paper? Something really infamous that I do in a launch is I break down like whether you do a paid in full monthly payment, how many clients you need to sign. And most of the time people are like, oh, as makes it seem less risky because I only need to sign X amount of clients at X thing. Now you and I both know in the plan that includes content creation and selling, but showing that on paper is really important for them. Going back through the five stages of buying, problem awareness is why their plan isn't working. Agitation is them getting stuck in the decision and kind of laying out all the decisions that they could. Solution is what do the results look like and how can you start planning around it? Product is breaking down the calls, why it helps them, what they get, why they get, and then you awareness is showcasing it. Something that's really good for analytical buyers is going to be case studies. They'd like to see the nitty gritty. That's actually why I brought case studies back to the blog. While the driver and the analytical buyers tend to butt heads more, <clears throat> me and my dad, I love my dad though, very good relationship, but he is very detail-orientated, your emotional and connective are more like those two girls who are inseparable in your class, but they're just a little bit different, kind of like fraternal twins. When we're thinking about our emotional, we're thinking about availability and awareness is just calling out the emotions that they have and like showcasing it. The thing about emotional people, they're gut buyers. They have a really good feeling and they do it and they don't have a lot of logical explanation around that. So these are gonna be the things that they cannot feel, but as someone who works in sales psychology, we can reverse engineer. So talking about your feelings, talking about your stories, talking about your emotions and leading with vulnerability because they are someone who, likability is based on whether or not that person feels warm. And as a driver buyer or as an analytical, we can tend to be closed off and be a little bit cold. Now, personal relationship is key for both of these. And for your emotional people, it's not as important. It's more of the validations of their emotions. And the trust comes from, I trust this person to hold my big emotions and to hold this vision and to find security in it. Where your connected people are going to be more connected because they know you. They're going to like you because of the personal relationship and they're going to trust you because they've spent time with you and they are super users. Now, going through the five stages of buying, problem awareness, agitation, solution, you awareness, no, product awareness, you awareness. Again, we want to think about, okay, the problems that they're having, what are the emotions attached to it for your emotional buyers? Why do these emotions create the problems that they're having and what does it feel like to be stuck and using what I like to call a CSV, a clear specific visual image? And with that, what it could feel like, what it does look like, what have other people felt like, and how have you kind of gone through this before and after, where your connected people are more super users, they're bandwagons, they're relationship people, so they may have other traits that allow them to buy from the other people, like the buyers and the analytics and those types of things, but they feel FOMO. And so calling out, you know you have a problem, you know you've looked at this, you know you've done this, you know you struggle with X, Y, and Z, you know you've done these things, and what's holding you back is because you don't know who's the best fit for you, here's what it could look like, here's how I work with my clients, and here are how, you know, what relationships are important in your life. If you are someone who this is all very overwhelming and you're like, I need more, go ahead and join Salesy because we break the buyer types down more. 
And it's going to really help you be able to utilize that in your marketing. I actually had someone join recently and they said that it was the most implementable they have ever experienced with sales psychology. And this is coming from a person with a PhD in psychology. If you like this episode, go ahead and share it on your stories. And if you have any questions, my DMs are always open. I have a hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.